Here's what we do. Here's what we will do, because I know what another hot topic is. I mean, shout out to James Harden for taking off the fat suit. Um, you know, Brooklyn, you won the debut. I feel like you guys are going to be okay. You got some depth issues. You got some, you know, rim protection issues. Folks think you're just going to outscore folks. You're going to hit Peaks Valley. So we got plenty of time to talk about Brooklyn. So here's what I want to do is see if we can do. Let's go ahead and talk about the Tyreek Hill situation with Coach Greg. And then we'll start from the top of the playoff games. Because I know everybody want to discuss the push. Because Tony Romo forgot that he was a player and forgot when that switch is on, how relationships allow you to do certain things and it can be misconstrued by the disconnected folks, us as fans. So when you first saw the push and you heard Romo's discussion of the push, what were y'all initial thoughts? Anybody can start. Yeah, I'll go there. I, I didn't read too much into it. Um, I know that there's, you know, it was the wide receivers coach. Um, as someone who's coached many a teams, high school and a little bit more advanced than that. When you have a great relationship with a coach, there's a level of comfortability there where you can just let mm. your emotions go. And if you look at it, I mean, 15 minutes, if not, I mean, 15 minutes later is when we got the footage, but 30 seconds, what it seemed like afterwards, they laughing and hugging it out. He was upset because the dude, Henny didn't wait long enough for him to finish his route and he was wide open. And he was just trying to express that. I've had players cuss at me from in a Christian school because they respect me and they trust me. We've got that relationship. So it didn't mean nothing to me. I was just a boy frustrated trying to win a game and felt the pressure with Patrick going out and uh, a missed opportunity he saw on the field. All right. Who got that's, next? That's, that's a, it's a part of the game, man. Like he said, it's, it's about the relationship you have with your coaches. Like some coaches don't, they don't like it at all. They don't like their players to touch them, you know, but – if you you've been on the team long enough and you've been with that coach long enough, it's a, it's a level of respect, and he gonna understand why you was frustrated because he know you. Mm. you know, like he pushed the D line coach. Uh, yeah. He pushed his position coach. I mean, it happens, man. Like I done I done got up in my coach face before playing ball. Like it happens when you emotional, and you know you making a call or you know you got a guy beat you to beat this dude two three times. And you not getting the ball, or you not getting the call you want like that? It happened, man. Why didn't they? Why didn't they? I mean, obviously, when when you bring violence into it, and obviously that wasn't like the violence, but physical altercation, right? Why didn't they bring the same light to that when Travis Kelsey was throwing a temper tantrum? Not a quarter later when he ran the wrong option route and was mad at himself, pissed off, stomping off to the sideline because he knew if he would have done, if he would have picked the right option, he'd have been wide open. And Romo pointed that out too. Shout out to and, Romo. Yeah, he and he knows it. Bro. He has what we say. He knows it. Travis knows he's a better player than that. Why can't we give Tyreek that same energy? Like make the, yeah, you should never push a coach, but that's just a good relationship with a good player and someone who's mm -hmm. trying to compete. And let that be it. Yeah. Especially Man, I'm about to agree with you guys on that. Uh, the only thing I got a problem with is the uh, the media footage is is like the, the coverage has changed now. You know, back in the day, you 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 would hear and see certain stuff, but now you can't do anything on the sideline without it being blown up. You mm -hmm. know, I think they I think the, the sideline still needs a little privacy, but still I get it with the with the age that we're in as far as uh, the media is concerned. So I ain't see a problem with it. You get the most. Well, you they, might, they, 
it gets blown up depending on who the player is. Mm-hmm. See, see, Tom Brady is just yeah. he, he's just hungry and he just want to win so bad. Now, one thing about football and sports, period, um, that I've always liked, I thought it was the best eraser we had as far as for racism. Because mm-hmm. any guy on here that's ever I mean, if you play sports to a particular level or in a certain area, you probably had a whole lot of different type ethnicities on your team. To this day, I have white friends, Samoan friends, all kind of friends, different uh, backgrounds who were close to this day because of that pig skin we played with, because of what we went through. So it made you closer, it made you together. But See, amongst the players, I don't believe it's much racism in the NFL. But the people above and that cover the game, they poke at it and, and, and show you that it's still alive and well in our game. You can hmm. see it with contracts. You can see it with how the media will – Tom Brady is firing, but the next guy – uh, you know, he, he just a bad he got a bad attitude and why players can't have emotion, I don't know. Um um TO TO is a team of obliterator, he splits up teams, but Brett Farr can hold a team hostage and, and and come and play when he wants to, make you come to his house. Like it's it's different how these guys are covered. And to me, it's just a prime example of people still see color. And here's my thing with the situation with Tyreek Hill. At the end of the day, how we personally view a player, it doesn't matter what's what follows. Like mm-hmm. folks got an issue with Tyreek because of his all the field, the domestic violence, and the hitting the sun. So he not he's not allowed that mulligan. He's not allowed that that benefit of the doubt. He's gonna be like, he's gonna be villainized. But if somebody like Somebody that's respected, like so. If Aaron Rodgers was, hold on, we just seen. Matter of fact, we just seen Tom Brady approach his offensive coordinator the same way, get in his face, and they were, oh, he's a winner. He just love, you know. You the, the narrative is different. So here's what I say personally: I've gotten into arguments with my coaches on the sideline. Like my switches on their relationship, they know me, I know them, and I know of guys in that locker room. So I'm gonna kind of stay away from. What I know about the situation, because I don't want to out who told me what. But I'll just say this. Rock has been on the sideline with me, and he has seen me get very animated with our old defensive coordinator. But he can tell you about the relationship me and Coach Celeste had as well. So when I got animated with him, if you're looking from the stands, you're like, dude, something wrong with him. He can't talk to his coach like that. But my coach would be like, you pissed? Good. And he would tell Coach Dunn, like, all right, I know he's ready because he's they know that once I start cussing you, I'm locked in now. Like, leave me. And they're trying to get me to that point. I don't look, and I and I'm I'm not absolving Tyreek for what he did. I'm not absolving any player for what they did. But it once you pull all the layers back, some coaches like that shit. They laugh at it, they embrace it because that's a part of their their tactics of making sure you ready. So um, I'll let y'all give y'all thoughts. Also, I see my man's uh, safe is in here. So, and he sparked this conversation because he had a great discussion on his page. So I appreciate him for taking the time out because I know he's a busy man. So, 
Yo, bro, what, what, what's your discussion with, uh, with Tyreek Hill and his actions, in your opinion? All right. All right. So I'm, I'm, I heard your explanation about some coaches are willing to they want they want to see that they want to see that fire in you. I, I can respect that explanation. You said some coaches want to see that fire in you. I can even respect my man's explanation. He said that, you know, certain uh, uh, he said Tyreek Hill might have a shorter um, allotment. He's he they, they have a lower tolerance for Tyreek Hill because he had an accusation of hitting a female. He had an accusation of beating his son. I can accept all of those things. I can accept what you're saying. What nobody can convince me is to say that that, that man was joking because I think that they're trying to do damage control now so it doesn't look as bad. But you can see body language is the most honest language. You can see how fired up Tyreek Hill was. And then even after the coach was gone, you could see Tyreek Hill was still barking. He was still barking. So I'm willing to accept these answers and i'm a diehard chiefs fan i've been a chiefs fan since before being a chiefs fan was cool um i'm willing to accept everything except for people saying oh they were just joking that's just how he plays with his coach that, that was a, like i said he needs to be in hollywood if he was just joking because that was some very convincing body language you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so, i don't think anyone like i don't sit there and watch that game yesterday and go oh look at them playing around like that I mean, when it happened, I said the same thing when else said, oh, shit. Like, but that's just competitive nature going. And I'm not saying his relationship with a coach justifies him putting his hands on the coach. Like, that obviously should never happen. But when you get the comfortability level with the coach to just be yourself and let your emotions out, sometimes stuff like that can happen. He wasn't joking. He was still hot. But if you go back and look at why he was hot, he's trying to win a game, man. His quarterback just went out. He's trying to win a game. And and emotions take over. And no, does that justify putting your hands on a coach or anybody? Absolutely not. But we can't we can't blast. Man, I wish they would put microphones on the sideline. You want to talk about abuse? There is some verbal abuse that goes on on a highly competitive sideline. But we can't demonstrate that. You can see physical altercation. Yeah. It's just I think it's getting blown up too much. And the whole thing about Tyreek Hill's history. Okay, yeah, he's got he's got anger issues. Fine. But that has nothing to do with this particular moment. Has everything to do with a guy at a high level trying to win at the highest level and get back to the Super Bowl yeah. and help the team? And we, I'm, I'm sorry for. I feel like when he pushed Greg, Greg took it as breaking. So when Tyree came off, he was pissed about not getting the ball. So as a player, you're venting, you're venting, and him knowing Tyree said something to Tyree to basically let him know, like, "Don't stop bitching, like we good." But he knows Tyreek, and Tyreek pushed him. And Greg didn't take it serious. That's why I say it was joking, because Greg didn't take it seriously. So, yes, Tyreek is still frustrated about being missed and open. The action towards Greg wasn't malicious to Greg. It was like, dog, get out of my face. Like, if, if I'm pissed and my boy come up to me and I'm like, move, dog, I'm not mad at him. I'm, I'm still elevated about the situation. So that's me explaining, like, Greg didn't take it seriously because of their relationship. So, yeah, I'm going to look at Tyreek and be, and be pissed at Tyreek. That's fine. Like, you have that right. But my thing is I'm not going to say you got to sit him or you got to do this when it's a war. Like, what I do in that uh, – I'm sorry, man. What I do in that sideline, if you hold that against me, 
that's my trigger. Like you could come up to if you come up to me and be like, hey, that wasn't right, and I don't apologize, then that's a little different. But if if I'd be like, oh yeah, my bad, I was caught up in the moment, because you gotta switch. Anybody that's played gotta switch, and everybody switches different. So that's why me, I never I don't I don't feed into the rants on the sideline like a lot of folks do. Like, I don't I don't police the sideline. Like, f- forget that. Like, dude, that's what happens. That's bit. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just saying that's normal to me. Uh, well, rather is rather is right or wrong, or uh, I'm or no, I'm not going to even use right or wrong. Rather he was joking or not, because to me that right or wrong is, uh, you know, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> as a retired football player, it's hard to turn it off when you're no longer playing the game. Let alone in the heat of the battle. Like, people really expect you to be able to be this monster, then be this cat bear, and then I, I, I don't know how, how they think that you can just operate like that. And along with fuel thrown on the fire, like you said, that coach said something that will really trigger that man in that moment. And we're going to sit up here and count it against him for having an emotional reaction. Like, to me, that's disgusting. People need to check themselves. Okay, let me ask you a question. I was just thinking, and I'll let you. Let me, I was just thinking. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. He was just trying, let me ask was just trying to Let me ask all of y'all a question. The situation. That's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What up, y'all? <laughs> hold on, hold on. He, he had a question. Go ahead. Ask okay, let me ask all of y'all a question. What Tyreek Hill? What Tyreek Hill? What? Listen, listen. Would Tyreek Hill have pushed Andy Reid like that? Right? And it's not about a relationship thing because I'm sure the head coach has a great relationship with all his players. But I think it's a boundary. It's a boundary that you won't cross with certain people. And I feel like I feel like Greg had to smile. He had to laugh it off because if not, if not, then he looks like a sucker. If if he don't laugh at all, if he does anything to indicate that that was serious, then it makes it look like your your player, your athlete, got the best of you. I, so I, I don't think I don't think Tyreek Hill would have pushed Andy Reid like that. I don't think he has that comfort level or that 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 that. Um, I think there's a. But see how you how you frame the question shows that you're you got your heels dug in. Go ahead. Even, Andy even said. Andy even confirmed of their great relationship, but nobody wants to even take that consideration. So, yeah, you're not going to approach daddy or mommy the same way you would your uncle because the relationship is different. The boundaries is different. So, no, he wouldn't do Andy like that because he don't have that type. If it's a player's coach and Andy's a dude that, like, uh, allow you to express yourself, then it's different. But Andy, he draws a line. Greg doesn't draw that line. So, no, he he wouldn't push Andy like that. But Greg allows it. Yeah, every, so everybody, yeah, everybody in here that plays sports. So I know I'd have came off the sideline and then fucked up. And my coach get in my ass. And the first and thing he do is grab my face mask or grab me by my jersey mm. and tell me to fix my shit. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't see no difference in that and what Tyree did. Not saying Tyree was right. But coaches do it all the time. Hey, and T, not to cut you off, would you allow any coach on the staff to do that to you? No, Just not any coach. 
It has to be a coach. You got to have a relationship. You got to be here with that coach to be on that type of level. But that's our problem. It goes both ways. It goes that's way. Yeah. That's our problem on more levels than just sports, man. We have that problem in our homes today. Like we, we instead of we judge the messenger instead of the message. Like any mm -hmm. times when my kids have said something to like put me in my place, and the old me would have took it as you being disrespectful, but really they was right. So a coach can jack a player up when he want to get him gone and he need to be doing this. But Tyreek was letting them know, y'all, man, y'all tripping right now. This is a playoff game that's on the line, and I can do something to help this team as one of the leaders of this team. And y'all sitting up there trying to jack it off. Like, like, to me, if my son tell me something that I need to be saying to him as a father, Man, I'm, re I'm really going to be more proud in that moment than anything. Now, I'm going to have to check myself. I'm going to have to, uh, like, up. like, think about what he really saying, and, yeah. you know, before you make a move right now, and then really come to him and be like, bro, I remember, like, you, you, te you teaching the teacher now. The, the student is being the teacher. So, like, I think we got to get out of our feelings and stop looking at who the messenger is. That message is totally different if the coach does it to Tyreek. So let me ask you all a question, because my, my sport was basketball, all right? I tried football. I got hit once across the middle. I was done. That was sixth grade. I'll be honest. I was done. So I got a pretty good idea of what I think was said to Tyreek. Okay. Tyreek come off the field. He's chirping. He he was open. He knew that when that route got fully developed, he was open and it was six. He knew that. So he's coming off the sideline. He's chirping about that. And the coach looks at him and says, no, you weren't. You got to know your personnel and know the situation. Mm. And that got him. Because you know, know my personnel? You know who I am? I was open. Like, that's, I, that's probably something along the lines of what he said. So if you're coming off the sideline, you're fighting, your quarterback's out, and now you know that the, the fate of this team most likely rests on your shoulders, right? He's got that competitor mentality. He's got that number one mono mentality, right? He thinks mm -hmm. that he's going to get out there and support his team, and he knows he had six, and he comes off the sideline, and one of his coaches, his position coach, a dude that he interacts with day in, day out, they go at it day in, day out, comes off and tells him, no, you were not open. No, what you thought is not what was going on. How would y'all react? It's going to be heated, and I guarantee you right now, he probably not would have pushed Andy Reid because he'd have bounced back like a rubber ball, but it, he might have slapped something out of his hand or had some choice words for him because in that position at that time, you don't want anyone to tell you who you I mean, are and who what you can't do. I'll try, mm -hmm. man. I agree with kind of what BJ saying. Um, you feel I, I, me? I, I, it, I'm, it, not sure. I, I'm not sure I agree with yeah. I mean, yeah, you got your chance to go. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with it to an extent. You feel me? You in the heat of battle. You know, you are uh, an explosive player, and you used to getting those catches, especially in how close the game was. You know, that could have broke the game up before him. So, you know, it's the heat of the moment, the heat of battle. You know, you come off, you're like, motherfucker, I was open. You feel me? I'm trying to win this game and get back to the fucking Super Bowl. Throw me the fucking ball so we can win the game. You know, and the coach may say, hey, we got a backup in. You feel me? You wasn't open because we wasn't telling him to look for that. Right now, we're trying to keep him from turning the damn ball over because he's a backup. You know, you yep. used to making plays 
when Mahomes on the field. Now, Mahomes was there. You got every right because that's the throw that they make in their sleep. But you got the backup in who ain't get that much spin like that. And you seen what happened when he tried to throw the deep ball. He threw it to the damn defense. So yeah. I agree with BJ saying with both parts, you know, you the coach is right. The coach, you wasn't open because the personnel that we have right now at quarterback doesn't mm -hmm. fit the deep ball. So we have to get what we can get. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, say what you about to say, bro. Okay, so, so well, I, I, well, I was going to say then, it seems to me like all of y'all agree with me then. No, none of y'all are saying that Tyreek Hill was being was being playful in the moment. Y'all saying his emotions were high. He wanted to win. Mm -hmm. him. He's a he's a he's a you know, it, it was a it was a very delicate moment. It was a high stress moment. I agree with all that. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with people trying to say that Tyreek Hill was just playing. And it doesn't sound like anybody is saying that right now. But no, I, don't think I, I thought Hawk, I thought you were saying that earlier that oh they were just playing, they were just playing. That's not playing. A moment to play. Greg, like, Greg was playing. Tyreek so, wasn't mad at Greg. Like the push wasn't like to like malicious to Greg. It was malicious to it was in a sense of dog, not right now. That's why he was like, Greg is like my uncle. Like, yes, it can per be perceived as I'm being malicious to Greg. That's why, that's, why that's, why that's why I don't fault anybody for thinking was being malicious. I don't fault anybody for that because it's going to appear like that and you can't defend that. I'm just saying Greg knew it wasn't serious. It was more of, dude, like, in lack of better words, oh, would you stop bitching? You know who in the game. And he didn't want to, he don't want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? And that's why Greg came over to him. And to, right, right. To the, yeah. So I don't think Greg was smiling to save face. Greg was showing him, like, you do know I was joking with you. Just so we, we clear. Because if you don't know I was joking with you and you really was pushing me like that, then it's going to be a damn issue. They, a coach got every right to say, no, nah, no. Nah. He know he, like, if they would have came out and right. said, now nah, he ain't supposed to be touching me like that. You find his ass then, because if he ain't apologetic, now we got issues. I they'll, always, talk, they'll talk tomorrow. They'll have a conversation on Tuesday. Oh, they did it today. They did yeah. it today. today. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was, and Tyreek went to Twitter right after the game and said, "Bro, it's my uncle. I was just like, I was elevated, but I don't got no ill will towards Greg. And me, you know, knowing of Greg and hearing stories about him, how how his body, like you said." The body language, like Tariq, body language, yes, was serious in the moment. How Greg took the push was basically like, ha, like, all right, dog, like, damn, dog, like, you know what I'm saying? So it don't, the, it doesn't look good. I say that. It didn't look good. I end with that. Because I don't want to make it seem like I'm defending Tariq. I always tell you, if I did stuff like a player did, I can't demonize them because I'd be a hypocrite. Like, I did that shit. So I ain't going to be up here like Tariq was wrong. I'm just like, damn, I've been down that road. It ain't right, but I ain't going to be like cutting them a new one because Rock seen me do worse things than that plenty of times. Yeah, but they got to they gotta stop acting like football is, isn't a contact sport. Like, them dudes out there playing bodies on the line. I mean, like, they putting their bodies on the line. Them coaches and them players in a regular season, they together all the time. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people, it's a lot of armchair All-Americans that ain't never played no sports other than some pop morning when they got all the participation trophies that don't, <laughs> don't understand the relationship between a competitive player mm -hmm. and a coach and a competitive coach. 
and a coach that know their players. Like that's that's all it is, man. Like, I mean, yeah, nah, he won't write. I'm not gonna say he was right, I'm not gonna say he was wrong. Yeah, the optics was bad. Yeah, but people gotta understand, man. It's yeah, they the, fam- they're family, they're 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 family. Yeah, but I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like like we see two brothers pushing, we yeah. be like, man, they about yeah. to fuck, but they know each other. People should probably see what the fuck that goes on at practice. I'm pretty sure the shit that goes on at practice is ten times worse than what we saw yesterday. Yeah, yeah, but it's we you know it's never a problem to company see it. Like we we know that, and like why he said family. That's exactly right. It's never an issue until companies see it. Like a kid could be acting yeah. up in the house. You like ha ha, I don't care. But let company be there. And that kid do the same thing. You ready to light them up because they're embarrassing you. So. Yeah. That's why you get the vitriol when a player does that because it embarrasses the head coach and the culture. Like, is this the coach? You allow this type of stuff. So I understand why folks came at Tyreek. I do. Because yeah. the optics. We all want this perfect culture. But it doesn't, it, you know, it's not the truth. So that's why I'm that's why I'm receptive of the negative. And I just try to talk, talk it through. And you have a discussion and you respect somebody's stance. And it's not about if that person's right or you right, it's, look, I understand where they coming from and you build off that. So that's why I wanted to have this conversation because I feel like it'll be healthy and everybody understands every, everybody lens and you move on versus, nah, I don't get, I don't get how everybody lens is always so different. Like I, I would think if we look at something purple, we both should see purple, but unfortunately it's not that way in the world. Like, Everybody keep I keep hearing people say or text like he know who to do that with. He wouldn't have done it to Andy Reid. Well, that's what makes a great player. That's what makes a great coach. Let's reverse it. Every uh, coach that's, knows that's, that's, not, that's, that's great. not reality. Oh no, listen. <laughs> a coach knows that he can't coach every player the same. If he don't know that, I'll show you a sorry ass coach. Ooh, let me close the door for my my <laughs> if we all thought the same, the shit would be boring. Hold on, let me finish. Reason why I say that is like I was a guy that you can you can cuss out and all that, but it's just gonna I'm gonna be mad, but it's still gonna get me going. You got some guys that where if you talk crazy to them, they're going to tank. If you touch them or anything like that, like so as a coach, you gotta know what best out of each player. So what's wrong with a player knowing? What he can do with what coach and 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 what coach not to do what with like to me it's the same thing it's the same thing they're grown men and he makes more than the coach like can I ask, a, ask a real question though a real important question yeah go ahead how's their quarterback death chart go from Patrick Mahomes Chad Henney and Matt Moore how does that happen because they got that that. They gotta pay that boy money. Sure. And for some reason, if for some reason in the NFL, they don't like for the backup to be a real threat to the starter. It's like it messes up chemistry somehow in their mind. Oh, like it's not about him being the same the same quality as the starter. You're, I mean, you're probably not going to, unless you're in a situation where, I mean, New Orleans is different. I think their backup's better than their starter, but you can't name a, a, a handful of organizations where the quarterback backing up the quarterback that's starting. Wait, 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 wait. Not, oh, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Did you just say New Orleans backup is better yeah. than the starter? better than Drew at the Drew stage right now. Right now. Right now, this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you see how many uncontested duck balls Drew Brees threw last night? I counted three. Take that for right now. Let's take that for right now. Hold on. But to get to what BJ was saying, I think Patrick. So you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Aaron Rodgers, you got even Tom Brady at the stage, you got Russell Wilson. It's hard to find backups that's not going to have a huge drop-off with them two. Well, hey, for me, it wasn't a drop-off. That's not my question. My question is, how do we get to a point where the quarterbacks backing up in such an intricate system can't run the same system? That's my thing. Well, I mean, he executed well, though. When he, I mean, he had the one Aaron throw. Other than you that, you think, though, but they had. Did, that, do you, do you, you agree that, that they had to simplify things too. down a little bit for him? Hold on, go ahead. Say, do say you, what? Would, would you agree that they had to simplify down the offense and their playbook got shorter? Every back. That happens all the time. That happens all the time. I don't, I don't think. Ever, I don't think you ever because the talent. So the talent is different. You play call. You you call plays to the talent of whoever's under center. So Chad does things. Differently than Pat, right? So he but doesn't that's have. My, that's my point, ball. Like, that's what I'm trying to. Gonna, I, I know what BJ getting. Oh, BJ is saying offense. like Baltimore has has uh, my boy from Washington backing up, but he uh, still he still can't do the same things Lamar does. Like it's gonna be different. For him. It's always a drop. You gotta think some some quarterbacks are so special that you know Mahomes is, is a special breed. You can't. Run that team, same type of system with his backup. No, I'm not. I'm not saying run it to the same level. I'm saying if you're if you're playing, no, if your you're offense saying. is read option, yeah, then your backup better be able to run the read option. It's not going to be as effective. I agree with y'all on that. It's not going to be as effective. But if your offense is so intricate and so special, like in like Kansas City's is, you better mm-hmm. have a backup that can at least run the same type of system. Maybe not because because it doesn't just change for one guy. When when you change when you change quarterbacks, you really just hurt the entire team because now you guys can't beat them. The linemen can't block the way they used to block. The running backs can't run how they used to run. The receivers. Uh, so I see, I see what you're saying, BJ. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. He's not going to be able to run all the plays Patrick runs, right? Mm-hmm. He got so because because it's just a difference. It's, it's a variance in skills. But I will say this. I will say this. When it came to up the money play. The end of the game, he did his job. Same as Miami, and it was two different quarterbacks. So when it came to that money play, Chad was able to run it just like Patrick was. Even though it's a you know, even though it's an easy play, but Chad, what he do? Had a long scramble, just like Patrick led the NFL with third and long scramble. So I see what BJ saying. I just think it's it's, it's somebody said in the chat. It's a reason why you got a starter and a backup, and you're always gonna. You're always going to rein it in more for the back because the reps are the same. So yeah, just hey, chime in on top of that, you you're not ever really going to be able to see a backup come in and be able to do run the system to a T how the starter was. You know, that's just like in the chat they said that's why they backups. To me, I think he he did a decent job. You know, it's just it's just hard to do that, especially when the man only played one game. And you just throw him fresh in there in a in a big game, you know. I think he did well for, for oh, let me finish. I think he did well for what he did. It just was that one deep ball. But you know, for the most part, I think he did all right for what he had to do. Yeah, I think 
I think people people got to understand with Kansas City, they got so many weapons. It still keeps a lot of attention off the quarterback. Like yeah. you can't you can't really attack like when Baltimore quarterback went down, they can still blitz him. Like because they not you you're not expecting him to make those throws against your secondary against Buffalo. But hey, hey, you, you still got you still got to account for everybody. See, that's kind of where that's where my point was going. The conversation got away from me a little bit. You, that's a great example, though, T. So when when Lamar went out, it was a completely different offense by system. Mm-hmm. Brett Hundley can't run the same things, right? I was trying to I was trying to get to the overall point, which was Andy Reid in the middle of the game on a dime had to coach two different types of offenses, and he did it and won. Like that's where I was eventually trying to get to to give Andy Reid some praise. That's yeah. big red, man. Now big I red, think we got to give him a home. We got to give Mahomes some praise because people, what people been spitting out? He got all them weapons. Mahomes get all the praise in the world, man. No, no, I I hear a lot of people uh, knock Mahomes also. They try to talk like because of all the weapons. Tell them to do in the show so we can roast them. Oh, no. They're like you do here. People talk like anybody can get uh, a quarterback on the center behind their team and do what dude is doing. I disagree with that. Dude is special. And BJ, what we were talking about earlier, I think that's another area where it gets blurry with that racism stuff, that backup quarterback position. I, I think they look at it, if we're going to pay somebody some money, just give somebody some money and sit around and get had the best seat in the house for football, we're going to give it to a white guy that can't even play. I think when it comes to the, like the backup quarterback versus the starter, like in every case, like BJ was saying, you, you want the system remain the same, um, but it's going to have some some type of wrinkles just based off what you feel like the backup does the best in a sense. So, like Chad isn't going to be able to beat you vertically, so you're not you're still going to run the verticals, but the reads are going to change. Like so, mm-hmm. instead of instead of Tyreek on the over route being the first read, he may go to Kelsey now as the first read because it fits. Mm-hmm. Does that's the um, one good thing with them because they got Kelsey. That's gonna be your best friend as a backup. They yes. got tight end. So you're not so as you can see, the one time that Kelsey had the option route, Kelsey understood that with Patrick's mm-hmm. arm, he could run the bench route and he'll throw him up the field. But with Henny, he's not gonna get comfortable with the even you leaving mentality. That's why he was mad at himself that he should have ran the dig because that's the not, safe not only that. What? That happened in the New Orleans game, huh? Hold on, let him let uh Safe is about to say something. I think it's a little delayed. Go ahead, bro. You about to say something, bro? Who me? Nah, Safe was. He said not only that. Not know. only that. Not 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 only that. They have they have so much depth. They have so much depth in those playbooks. Mm-hmm. They, they have, they have. Yeah, I was saying they have so much depth in those playbooks. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Yeah, Go ahead, good, bro. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, you good? So it's just what I'm saying good. is they have so much um, in those playbooks. They have so much depth. They they can they can cover they can cover so many different scenarios. 
Um, they can cover so many different scenarios for that backup quarterback, um, for, for you know, we're trying to win the game. We're trying not to lose the game. Yeah. No, I'm saying, I'm saying they have so many different – all right. So what I'm saying is they have so many different scenarios in that playbook um, for the backup, for the um, – so even though you're not going to have a backup that's as special as Pat Mahomes, you're still going to – uh, they, they, you know, that's their job. Those coaches and those players work on that eight, how many hours a day we go to work. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I feel like, you know, Chad Haney. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I think, I think everybody forgetting that Chad Haney probably got a lot of snaps because Andy Reid in Kansas City also had a bye week. So he probably, he got more snaps than people think he got. Yeah, he started that one game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, they he also had that bad week, and that matters. And Andy mm-hmm. Reid don't do a whole lot of losing off a of bad week anyway. Yeah, and I just, mean, the, 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 the circle back, I think BJ does bring up a good point. You do want to make sure, in a sense, that your backup. Similarity. Yeah, similarity with your your starter does. And it is a testament to Andy to make sure – that he has a game plan within the game plan just in case disaster strikes in which your starter goes down because a lot of head coaches aren't ready for when disaster strikes. So he basically he was, it was like a twofold statement and question BJ had. It was identifying that, make sure your backup to start so the transition can be smoother. And secondly, kudos to Andy for having that game plan within the game plan and being prepared because it happened early. That was in the third quarter. They, they had, Cleveland had plenty of time, plenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, running the inside zone with Chad. So salute to him. What? What? Uh, James, your, your internet connection better now? Yeah, it's oh, back, God. man. My, look, when my kids, hey, when my kids walk in the house, my connection go down. They got too many cell phones connected, man. You gotta come up. Chad Henney is actually a seasoned vet, bro. I mean, he was a, he was on a lot of teams. I saw him here in Jacksonville. Everybody called him Sucky, but the man got some season reps in him. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't a surprise for me. It wasn't a surprise to me to see him play like he did. He put it on the line to get that first down and seal the game. Shut up. You're lying. Coach, you want to see veteran. Man, you ain't never said that he was (laughs) You you see what happened in Baltimore when Jackson went down. We're not listening to him about no quarterbacks. Man. All right, so what are we going to do? Before this internet breakup, let's go ahead and start with the recaps of the week. So well, we're we it's already breaking up. Man, you already broke up? <laughs> so which game y'all want to start with first from Saturday, man? Should we start with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? Yeah, Take let's do Lamar first. Buffalo, so who want to kick that game off? You, you, can't, you can't do a black quarterback without him on. Nah, I don't wanna, let's do it now. I don't want to hear him talk about black. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He might be back. Hold on, he might, he might be back. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta let, we gotta let him because we, we gotta, you know, you know what I'm saying. He our skip business. He our residential skip business. So we are gonna start off with Buffalo versus. Well, that's Uncle Ruckus. Nah, we gonna do that to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no black boy ain't got no business on no niggas over there. Hey yo, yo, internet over there. 
Yeah, you got Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got to go. He got to go, bro. Hey, you, you ain't no James St. Patrick with that type of internet. Ghost yeah. Rider with that fast internet. Yo, we got, hey man, we got to put him in time out, man. This, this, he got to change his name. His All name right, got to be. Uh, we'll start that Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.